so, you know, recently I made the decision to uh, stop taking my medication for my depression and anxiety uh, because I felt beholden to not only the medication, but to the interaction uh, with the provider. You know, it didn't really feel like I had a solution or like I had uh, found found something that was integrated well into my life. It felt like I had to kind of keep going back uh, periodically, rather frequently, like once every one or two months seems very frequent to me. Uh, in order to get another extension for a month or two uh, in order to maintain my medication. And uh, with my work schedule, it just became a bit much as the provider is about 40 miles or so away uh, from where I work and live. And so, uh, you know, I made the decision not to take that medication any longer. And, you know, I knew that there would be some repercussions that I would have to deal with. Um, I knew that I would have some some re- repercussions that I would need to f- figure out how to deal with. Uh, and I say that because, you know, I, I, I didn't really want to taper off because, again, then I'm, I'm paying you to allow me to stop using a medication. And so uh, that's that's kind of where the concern blossomed from. Uh, you know, I got to a point where I realized, you know, what happens if I can't get a hold of these guys? What happens if, uh, you know, something something goes wrong and, and I'm not able to take these medications? What what kind of complications could uh, come about in my life? And, and and while I do feel like the, the medication is helping, at the same time, it was just a very uncomfortable feeling uh to to realize that my medication had run out that no one had had contacted me to you know say hey medication's gonna run out do you want us to refill uh I didn't miss my appointment at which we we should have been able to get the refill completed but you know again these appointments are every 30 to 60 days uh simply because you know we we want to you know, check and, and see how things are going. And don't get me wrong, like I, I was, I was, I was bad. But now, now the appointments have become a source of stress. Not, not because uh, of any reason other than they're difficult to fit into my work schedule, and they're very frequent. You know, once every thirty days to me is is fairly frequent. And so, I just don't really, uh, I don't know that I made the right decision. Uh, I also don't know that I made the wrong decision and and I think it's important to talk about you know mental health and 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 access to mental health and and access to to medications and interestingly enough I had a, a similar scenario with my neurologist I was in a car accident last year uh and in you know incapacitated uh and and and, and unable to work for about 6 months and um you know, I, I began taking some medication to, to help my brain function, uh, you know, as it did before the accident uh, through that neurologist. And, and in order to get, you know, the medication renewed from him, uh, you know, I, I simply had to just send a message and let him know. Uh, it just didn't seem like such a rigorous process. I mean, I mean, granted, he didn't you know, refill it automatically uh, or anything along those lines. But at the same time, 
although he didn't refill it automatically, uh, not not in the same class of, of seriousness, uh, both in terms of missing a, a day or two, uh, as well as um, it was not as serious, it, it just in, in any sense of the, of the word, like definitely I need the medication, but it, it's more of a, I could live life without it, uh, it just may be a little less comfortable. Uh, whereas, you know, my, my, uh, psychiatric medications, they're not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not on any of the fun drugs like, you know, clonopin or, 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 uh, you know, Valium or, or, uh, you know, I can't even think of any of the, the other ones, but, you know, I'm, I'm not on anything, you know, habit forming or, or addictive or, or anything that, uh, you know, there's a concern with, with your selling or, or, or anything like that. My medication is pretty mundane. You, you can't get high on it. It's not, uh, it's not that kind of, it's not that kind of thing. And so, you know, it just became a source of, of anxiety. So I made the decision to, you know, no longer engage with that medication. And, and now I, uh, I'm no longer to engage with that medication, but I, I also, uh, I just, I'm not sure what to do at this point with my mental health. You know, I, I don't have the financial means or the time to accommodate, you know, frequent therapy sessions and, and finding the right therapist and going through that, that process. I, I just can't accommodate it. And I feel like this is where most of the people I know struggle with mental health is, is how do you successfully integrate mental health into your daily life? I can't go tell, you know, my psychiatrist that I want to wean off this medication because I feel beholden to coming in to see him uh, every 30 to 60 days in order to essentially maintain my sanity. And, um, you know, at the same time, I mean, I mean, you can, I guess, but essentially, I'm, I'm now I'm going to pay you two hundred dollars to tell me it's okay to take the next, you know, thirty days or or whatever the appropriate time frame is to wean me off of this medicine to avoid uh, a mental health, you know, issue or situation, and and so that's that's kind of like the catch twenty two of the medication. You know, people oftentimes, you know get on people with mental health issues for not maintaining their medication but between the cost of the medication the time uh, and appointments that are required as well as the uh the the you know the the, the like the therapy sessions and the the medication counseling sessions uh you know all of these things um they all they all just take time and and when you you know you work and you, you don't have a great financial means or maybe like for example I work at a startup there's there's no one to to backfill if I'm unavailable or if I need to go to an appointment it, it's it's all me and so there isn't really a good option for uh these appointments it's it's time that's always valuable uh in terms of work and you know that's Again, that's that's where most people I know struggle is is how do I continue to pay for this medication, pay for my therapy appointments, pay for my psychiatry appointments, uh, pay for any ancillary services like meditation apps or 
uh, organic foods and, and multivitamins and all of the different uh, holistic approaches that one can take. And so then it becomes this thing where, you know, after going to meet with my psychiatrist, all of a sudden now I've got a, a gym membership that I'm paying for. I've got, uh, you know, a, a meditation app that I'm I'm paying for and I've got all of these different subscriptions and then in addition to that I'm paying $160 you know I think with all the fees we can just round up and we'll just call it a straight 200 uh once a week to go to therapy and in my instance my wife also has medication and therapy uh and so you know all of those costs are doubled so you know even with decent you know health coverage my wife and I are looking at, you know, what, $1,600 just in therapy alone. And then let's say we we can get away with, uh, you know, $200 to the psychiatrist every other month, uh, in which case then, you know, that breaks down approximately $100 a month. And then so now, you know, that's not including like medications or the gym app or anything. So, I mean, we're really talking about $2,000 uh, all said and done. Uh, with all of the recommendations from from my uh, my psychiatrist and my therapist, however, when I look at this from a perspective of um, what's financially feasible, you know that's that's you know over a third of my wife and I's combined income. You know that's that's more than we spend on two cars and and our home and so it's not to say that I don't find value or I don't wish to invest in our mental health but there's only so much that we can afford and and still pay for the front end of the benefits and still put money into a 401k so we'll have some some kind of financial freedom uh, and and not like a grandiose financial freedom uh, at this point, a, a very limited financial freedom, but to be able to make those contributions and pay for gas and, and you know, food that is, uh, you know, not necessarily bad, but just food that's not specific to my mental health. And uh, it's, it's just hard to think that, you know, I can barely afford this and, you know, my wife and I, let's just, you know, we'll just, do an even number and say we bring home six thousand dollars a month uh every month and you know with i mean we live in a a relatively modest uh you know home it's a two-bedroom one bath it's not even the greatest neighborhood uh we have a toyota corolla and a hyundai elantra and they're not the maxed out models they don't have a ton of options uh you know but between the maintenance on those cars gas insurance the car payments plus our mortgage, our renter's insurance, our uh, different utilities and, and all of these other items, uh, you know, that that's a considerable amount. And then, in, you know, in addition, there's, you know, debt in there that we're working to uh, address and pay off. And so in terms of, of being able to afford this, I, I really don't don't know because, you know, I mean, in terms of, of total time, I mean, you're probably talking about at least 10 work hours, depending on, on what exactly you have access to, that you're devoting each month uh, to to mental health, uh, which is more than most employers are, are willing to bear. Uh, 
and then uh, you know or you're using all of your vacation to take care of these mental health uh, you know appointments and and to you know do your your midday meditations and and all of these different things and so you know it just got me thinking and really wishing to have more of a conversation uh with myself and with others around healthcare and see how to how do people manage this because you know with our normal health concerns so you know like i said i was in that accident and you know all of those things there's just so much uh you know going on and you know basically what i'm finding is the system is is not set up well uh in terms of allowing providers i think to help manage or care for you and i i don't think that uh from a cost perspective this is this is really where it's hitting like if you're genuinely taking care of yourself and you're staying on your proactive uh you know items if you're addressing things before they occur and you're you know you're exercising and trying to eat right and, you know eat organic and you know all these different things that you're doing it just adds cost it costs so much to live healthy and be healthy and then it doesn't it doesn't take away uh you know all of the, it it's not a magic button so now you know i've <laughs> i've got rid of all of my money to help pay for these things that i genuinely believe help improve my mental health but now i have no money left which causes me uh you know stress and and anxiety and then in addition to to not having any money you know i'm realizing that essentially i can't afford to be uh healthy as it were you know the cost of me maintaining a not even peak health but but just general okay health uh is is getting to the point where now you know <laughs> i'm 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 working to just pay for things and granted these aren't material things these are things that maybe have more value and and over time i'm sure that they'll quantify and they'll pay off but in the short term uh even in the the semi long term uh and hell even in the long term uh a lot of cases that's not how it happens it's not like you just start taking care of yourself and and focusing on some mental health and then all of a sudden incomes go up and job opportunities change and all of these different things no you just it's a little easier to roll with the punches but like in my current you know status right now uh you know I'm feeling beat up and and run down by the job and and not cuz the job is horrible or cuz I work with or for terrible people or you know I don't have any of those typical reasons to say it's just hard to get up every day it's not what i would ideally like to be doing and it's you know uh as much as i can hear baby boomers cringing at the millennialness and gen yness of that statement you know that's something i think that we're realizing with where we're at as a society and in our development is that we just want to be happy people just want to be happy and our society is not set up for people to just do the things that make them happy and so we get caught up in this this race and and I guess where I've kind of gotten to is healthcare is 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 almost it's like several of the other you know historical you know races to get to that next level that we've had but 
at the same time, I think we're realizing as we're focusing more on happiness and feeling, you know, fulfilled in our daily jobs and liking to get up and get out of bed every day, we're realizing that society is not set up for that. Society is not set up for people to get out of bed and enjoy their day. And I'm not saying that everyone should be artists or that everyone, you know, has to do all of these very, you know, eccentric things and, and live these, you know, interesting lives and, you know, no, that I, I understand that, you know, things need to be, to be done, but at the same time, again, if, if we structure our society, our, our laws, our rules, our medical health systems, our, 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 if we structure these things with just allowing everybody to be happy in mind, they would have a very different structure. I don't know what that structure is. I'm not pretending to know, but I do know it would be very different and it most certainly would not be the existing structure that we have. Uh, it, it was not built on just being happy. Um, and that's kind of the, the sad part is I found myself overwhelmed and just overcome, immobilized, physically ill uh, with anxiety and, and just depression and sadness and feeling of hopelessness and heaviness and, you know, teetering between, you know, wanting to cry and, and curl up in a ball and to, you know, hide and never be seen and interact with anyone ever again to, you know, feeling like I should just end my life because, you know, why why keep going? Like, if this is, if we're just struggling just to struggle, uh, what's the point in, in keeping going? Why not just, you know, end it and be happy? Because I don't, I don't believe in God. I believe there is no God. I haven't seen, uh, any evidence, and I'm not going to get, you know, preachy with that, but just in the sense, when I, I view death, it, <laughs> it appears very peaceful to have your life cease to exist. Uh, and to neither go to heaven nor hell, uh, to just have life be over with. Uh, and, you know, I, I've been saying a lot lately that I wish there was a God, like I genuinely do, uh, because that would potentially be cool. Not necessarily the, <laughs> the God that's been crafted by everybody, but it would be nice to know there was somebody up there watching everything and that maybe in some crazy like freaked out way this was supposed to be this way for some some crazy reason I, I can't quite comprehend or understand and you know I just find myself uh despondent with life I like I just don't there's not a lot in life that I guess I still want to do uh, in this moment, like at, at this point, it just seems like what I would have to do to get to a point of financial security doesn't doesn't appeal to me, and not in the sense like I'm I'm afraid of hard work. I, I genuinely actually like working, uh, but I just don't think I'm gonna end off end up any happier. Like I, I think I can project myself and and push myself there, but I it, I don't see it solving the problem, uh, you know, I might be able to check a few more things off my bucket list and say that maybe I traveled or I had done, you know, something, uh, that I wanted to do in life, but I, I just don't know how that is going to make me look back on my life and just feel like, okay, 
that that was it. I didn't like getting up, you know, most of those days. But on some of those days, I did get to get up and and travel and and do those things. And I guess that's 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 the hard part for me with life is it it feels like we all live from you know happy moment to happy moment and and in between we just kind of get by like you know I tell myself every day I, I love my job and I love my work and I love the people I work with and all of these things and I go into work unhappy I leave work unhappy you know it's it's a constant thing and and you know I don't feel feel fulfilled uh at all I just feel like I just get up and I I go through motions and you know I may I work and I and I do these things but honestly I live in a house I'm not super fond of but I'm appreciative appreciative of I live in a neighborhood that I'm I'm not super fond of but I'm appreciative that you know I haven't had any issues and I I I'm appreciative for the friends and family I have and for the job I have and for all of these things but being appreciative of all of these things doesn't necessarily mean that all of these things make me happy and fulfilled and um and that's just where I'm at is you know life begins to feel empty Uh, I think you know in my case I'm 30 and I've had 30 years and since high school you know I've I've woken up I've (laughs) went into somewhere, I've, you know, clocked some hours dealing with people, which, you know, drains me on the the deepest level, and, uh, you know, that's probably where my greatest experience and skill set is, and, uh, and I just get to this point where it feels like autopilot, but not in a good way, like, I just get up, and before I can tell myself, you don't want to get up, or before, you know, whatever, whatever the voice is, right, but before it happens, uh, to just hop out of bed and get started with the day, like, before I notice the lack of, of fulfillment or, or desire, and that just becomes the norm, is, hey, just jump, jump through this, jump through that, do this, do that, keep going, keep going, keep going, and you know it just seems like everyone's always telling you hey you're you're doing great or that's a great job or I shouldn't say always but when they do uh but if that doesn't make you happy what does all that matter and at the end of the day I'm not happy and I'm, you know, and again, I, I I apologize if it sounds like I'm defending this or if I feel like I need to keep defending this, but I'm not unrealistic. I don't think every day will be a good day or that every part of my job would be, you know, would just make me want to go to work. Uh, or or that I'd just be excited every single day. I, I get that that fluctuates. But I also, you know, I want to look back on a week. And I don't need to feel like I changed the world. I don't need to feel like I made 
more money than God. I don't need to feel any particular thing. All I need is to just look back on a week and say, hey, I'm happy with how I spent my time. Like, looking back on it, that was a, a good way to spend my time. And, and, and I don't mean that, like, again, like, everything's got to be joyous or that I just want to be, which I, I wouldn't mind, of course, right? But sitting around watching Netflix or playing video games or whatever all day, that's not, you know, what I'm talking about. But just, I just want to look back at a, at a week and feel like, if I had 40 more years of those, I'd be happy. Like, that looks like a really good forecast for the next 40 years. And I keep finding myself in positions professionally where I don't want to keep having this same week over and over again. And... I don't mean that in a sense of lacking growth. I just mean, again, I just want to, I just want to look back and and be, be pleased with the way I spent my week. Be, be pleased with, with essentially my life. Like, each week of my life, I'm just not pleased with. And when I look at what would, what would maybe make me happy uh i just i feel so overwhelmed and so outside of myself that i don't even know if i'm if i'm right but i i think you know being a, a writer or some kind of creative sounds really good and the opportunities I've had to to do those things have been good but they've never been financially good and and that's always been a problem because I've never been in a position to genuinely enjoy these things because my money was so tight uh for me to do them that you know basic things uh, of life like electricity or bills or whatever we're not getting paid and um that uh that was hard not to have electricity in your house even if you like what you're doing you have no money you can't get hungry and and go buy yourself something to eat uh it's it's not an option uh if you work too hard and work up an extra appetite you just get to deal with the extra appetite and continue you know, eating the same food that you were eating. And, um, it really is, it's hard for me to, it's very hard for me to think of any way that I could make enough of a living. Like, if I could make what I make now, and do something that would make me happy to get up out of bed, maybe just actually just a little bit more so I can pay for 
all my therapy and psychiatry appointments and not feel stressed out or or completely uh, financially destitute, but somewhat mentally healthy, at, at least in the sense that I went to those appointments and, you know, did all the things that you're supposed to do. Um, I just wish... I just wish I had the option to just I don't know, just figure stuff out. Just figure out what would make me happy, figure out where I'd be happy living, how I'd be happy living and just to start living that way. And I just uh where I am in life and, and what I've got going on I don't even see how I can bridge the gap from where I am to where I want to be all I all I can see is is where I am now and I just uh I'm just very very um I'm just very lost and more disconnected and you know I feel like a lot of what people say they, they go through like right when they get out of high school I didn't I didn't really go through uh you know I met my wife and we started working and, and living and kind of rolling rolling on and and uh now I I'm going through that phase where it's just I just need a little time to figure myself out like oh man could I just get a a gap year could I just get some time to read some books write some stuff down figure out how I feel about things figure out how I want to spend my time and how I want to live my life and what would make me happy and maybe just you know experiment with living that way a little bit during that time as well and uh I, I obviously that's not an option that I have available. That should I win the lotto, I don't play. But I, uh, I just really, I just really want to be happy. Like I don't even have any requirements beyond that at this point. I just want to be happy. Like I don't care what it looks like. I, I don't care. Like just on on the deepest level, as long as I can feel happy, I'll live whatever kind of life that looks like. If that's you know something more basic, cool, I'm I'm fine. If it's not, and and it's something you know grandiose, cool. If it's somewhere in between, that's fine. I I just want to be happy. That's all. I really just want to be happy. Happy with how I spend my days. Happy with who I spend it with. And I just want to start and stop most days with a smile. That's really all I want.